creative things. I've always felt that natural creativity or that, that want to be creative. Um, it was just kind of pinpointing exactly what I was going to do creatively with, with my career. So tell us about Spin 350. What is it? So Spin 350 is a graphic design studio in Boston. Um, I'm the creative director owner. I work with contractors on projects as needed. So essentially Spin 350 is me. What happens if you have 10 degrees? <laughs> Question everyone always asks. And the, uh, so the answer is 350 has just always been my favorite number. Really? So, but when I, when I really want to turn it into something thought-provoking, I say a full circle is 360 degrees. So 350 is just constant motion. What is it about the number 350? I don't know. When I was a kid, I could never play sports and, and have 350 on my shirt. I always had to be 35 or 50. So I had um, told my parents at some point, I think I was in junior high, I said, um, someday I'm going to have my own company and I'm going to put 350 in the name. And so when that day came, I had to stick with it. You definitely did. And the spin part is music. I'm, you know, I used to DJ and I oh. just love music and music is motion. It's just whether it's you know record spinning or you know just a, a CD, it's just music. So I put the two together, spin 350. Favorite type of music? Favorite type of music? Mm, God. Well, what's what's on the playlist? Like, if you had to like create your like essential. On the way here, I was listening to Al Green. I was listening to some Kanye, old Kanye. Okay. And uh, I was listening to some Dirty Heads. Just a little mix. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, what made you decide to go into business for yourself? Uh, it kind of happened out of necessity. Uh, right out of college, I took a job with an architect as an in-house graphic designer. Mm -hmm. Three months later, 9-11 happened, economy crashed. Next thing you know, everyone in the industry from marketing to design was out of business. Mm -hmm. I quickly realized that I didn't have the experience to go up against these other people looking for these few positions that were available. So I decided, um, hey, maybe I should just try to do my own thing. You're not just a graphic designer. On your website, you wear the hats of the creative director, designer, project manager. Talk about what that means. Um, well, for me, what it means is I prefer to work by myself. I've, I've always been somebody that loves people, but I really love focusing on what I'm doing, and I get distracted very easily. So, um, you know, it's part of the reason that I have, I have contractors who are able to work on their piece of the project independent from me, and I'm in my studio. It's, it's my creative quiet space, and I can quickly, um, you know, jump from – managing a project to, to doing the, the creative on it and then jumping on the phone with the client. Um, and to me, it just keeps everything just really tight-knit. And I think it's a better experience for my clients as well because they're just dealing with one person. And then also, too, with you know, being in the creative field as well, like you can't have three people editing a project together or designing a logo together. It's one person. It's got to be one person. You can't really do all that stuff by yeah, I mean, there are, there are studios that do it. Um, it's just a different process, yeah. you know, and, and, and my process is very much like start to finish, mm -hmm. um, hands-on, every aspect of it. So what are the types of projects you take on? Wow, it's kind of like my, my music playlist. It's all over the place. Um, you know, I'll work with, with small businesses, helping them with their, their branding and their, their identity mm -hmm. so that they look more professional um, for their audience. So that could be updating or redesigning their logo, mm -hmm. their website, um, all the way through to working with, um, you know, bigger companies that have more of a marketing campaign in place where they need creative developed. Um, I even do spatial design. Really? Uh, you know, designing out 
I did a lobby at Harvard, which is super cool. That's awesome. I've got physical design space in, in such a famous institution. So it's kind of across the board. It's you know, all things creative, but they all relate to marketing. Um, looking on looking on your website, your portfolio is like kind of a real who's who of the area. Uh, talk about some of your clients. Um, so I mentioned Harvard. Um, you know, in, in higher ed, it's going to be Harvard, MIT, Northeastern. Um, I've done work for GE, Reebok. Um, you know, Boston's such an amazing city because yeah. we've got so many just huge recognizable brands uh, in terms of, of people. Um, I rebranded Roy Barboza, who's a DJ at um, 96.9. Um, was able to work with James White from the Patriots. Um, Bueno has been super generous with Marshfield and has, you know, getting involved in the town, which I'm sure a lot of people don't know. Is this the um, Sweet Pea charity then? Yep, Sweet Pea for Strikes. So um, that was probably the most exciting thing that happened last year is when Tom Brady showed up at his fundraiser. And there's photos of uh, James White and Tom Brady with my logo on the step and the repeat behind them. Um, you know, that just kind of made my year. So. How are you able to, you know, develop these clients and get these relationships? Is it just throughout the years of networking and yeah, you know, it's, people? It, it's word of mouth referrals. Um, I don't advertise. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably should. But, you know, where I'm one person, I kind of have a, a threshold of how much work I can take on right. at once. Um, I've gone through, over the years, you know, I've had in-house people. I've tried to build out the team, which means building out the projects, yeah. but it's, it's a lot more work. And yeah. I feel like I'm in a, in a good spot right now where I'm taking on the projects that are the right projects for me. So, therefore, I don't have to really market too hard. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have the luxury of endless work. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the hats I do wear is salesman, yeah. which you know, is probably the least favorite part of my job. Sure. It's the least creative. Yeah. Is there a favorite type of client? Is it higher ed? Is it a charity? Is there like one that you really tend to enjoy more than others or get more satisfactory out of? You know, every client's different. Mm-hmm. And what it really comes down to is their relationships with people. So it's not necessarily um, favorite companies. It's, it's favorite clients within the companies, mm-hmm. right? So I've got, um, you know, the, the bulk of the people that I deal with are either in marketing departments or they're business owners. Okay. And there's, there's so many different personalities, and everyone has so many different backgrounds. Yeah. It's like making new friends every time, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're meeting new clients. So. I want to talk to you about your office. So first off, where are you located? Um, so I'm in Westinghouse Plaza in Hyde Park, okay. which is going to be over by Blue Hills. Okay. And the other thing I found really interesting is the contents of your office. you got some really cool signage, so tell us about that. So I'm a bit of a collector. Yeah. Um, I kind of I've always been like this, and I um, maybe eight or nine years ago I, I developed this passion for collecting vintage signs, and I quickly realized that a lot of the old um, signs that come down in the city and around New England get destroyed. They they literally get thrown in landfills. So I kind of went on this rescue mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and started making friends with, um, you know, demolition companies and property managers. And so, you know, give me a heads up if this sign comes down. Um, and then just being at the right place at the right time to grab that. So there's a lot of a lot of great stuff in the studio where I feel like if I didn't save it, it would be long gone. Right. And looking at your website, these are not sm- – some of these are not small signs. <laughs> some are, are pretty large. Yeah. So. And, and there, there are signs that were too large. 
How are you able to actually get them into your office? Um, so our building is super cool because it used to be an old factory. Uh, so there's a freight elevator that's about 10 feet by 10 feet. So that's allowed me to bring in a lot more than I probably should. I get you. Uh, is there a favorite sign? I'm probably going to have to say my favorite sign is the Foxy Lady sign because of its size. It's um, 14 feet wide and about 12 feet tall, and it's just super 70s. Yeah. It's, you know, bright yellow, and um, it's it's one of those things where I was like, is it weird that I've got a, a strip club yeah. sign in my studio? It's so big and, and no one's ever made a comment like, oh, that's a, that's a little risque. People are more like, that's super cool that yeah. that's here. Um, I ended up painting, repainting the whole studio to accommodate that sign. <laughs> is there is there a sign that you don't have yet that you want? Is there a white whale out there? The signage? I always wanted the Hilltop Steakhouse sign with the cactus yeah. um, until I realized it was like 35 feet tall. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, what are some tools of the trade? What's so, I mean... What's, where are the, where I, are the, what's the hardware and software you're using? So I run everything Mac. Love love Apple as yeah, much as you know they have all my money. And um, um, everything for software. I mean, it's 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 all the industry standards for design. So we're talking the Adobe Suite. Yeah. I typically stick to um, Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign yeah. as my main tools. Um, and then I've I've got some um, great resources um, to do you know color color comparison, yeah. color theory, and even figuring out fonts, um, you know, at a, at a basic level. Yeah. So on your website, you have a page dedicated to the process of this. So talk about that process and why it's so important that people understand it. So I always explain to people that, you know, even if something looks like a small deliverable, there's a lot of work that goes into it. For example, a logo. Um, you know, there's certainly designers out there that say, what's the name of your company? What do you want your logo to look like? And they hash out a few concepts and they get to the same spot. Mm -hmm. For me, I go through a discovery process where I sit down with the decision makers. I make sure everyone's on the same page mm -hmm. because, you know, changing the identity of your company is a big decision. You know, so I don't want to just be dealing with somebody who works in marketing. I want to bring in everyone who's going to touch this. Um, I go through a process. I look at their industry. Um, I look at their competitors. I look at um, you know, what else is going on in the industry. I look at design trends. Then I start putting together the concepts, which is the part I love. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, it's, it's a process. We go back and forth. And I always tell people from the beginning, um, you're hiring me to provide you a service, but I'm going to tell you how I got to a decision. And if somebody has you know, feedback, if it's good feedback, that's perfect. If it's feedback that kind of goes against what the discovery figured out and also goes against good design, I walk them through why I don't think it's my idea. Yeah, it's smart. Right. But then I offer them a solution of why it does. And, you know, that's one of the things I'm able to do by being the one person who's, you know, project managing and, and, and dealing with the clients. And I think my clients really appreciate that because they see how much goes into the project and they see how passionate I am mm -hmm. about creating their logo. And that I'm not just, you know, scrolling through the fonts to find one that I think is cool to put with, you know, an icon. There's that actual, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And, oh. and that's my process. How long does it take you to do a logo, for example? It's um, so if you can imagine, you know, working on my own and, and having a lot of multiple projects, scheduling for me yeah. is, is huge. So um, 
I do more branding than anything else. So I have a two-week schedule that I do the discovery and initial concepts in. And then after that, it just becomes, you know, timelines go crazy because now you're presenting them like multiple concepts and saying pick your favorite or is yeah. it or you you've settled on one and here's the one. So um, how many concepts I do to end up with what I present really depends. You know, I may do forty or fifty, I may yeah. do six. And I'm and I'm showing them, you know, five or six initial concepts. Um, and then from there there's there's usually tweaks to that concept that they yeah. choose or it's kind of going back to the drawing board because by doing those initial concepts it's it's allowed the client to rethink some things and pivot I, I, wait a minute i actually don't want this <laughs> yeah i've had clients in the middle of a branding project decide that they um are changing the company now like it's a start that's great that's 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 great. Great. Uh, we were talking prior to that i love that you have this process on your website because you deal with this all the time people just think stuff just magically happens it just comes out of thin air, so I was like, excellent. Um, you have a certain style. I don't. Um, and, and part of the reason I don't is because you've got to adapt to so many different industries and, and so many different personalities and audiences. Um, something that I have to remind my clients is that you're, you're designing for your audience. Yeah. So it may be partially – the, the aesthetic, um, the, the thing that appeals to the owner of your company, what's more important is what appeals to your audience, right? So you can't really have one style that fits everybody. You really have to constantly, constantly update and change it. Has there ever been a project where you wowed yourself? Like you, at the end of it, you look back and you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Um. I mean, I'd love to say there's there's a lot in terms of ones that stand out. I really loved um, working on Bostonia Public House, which is a restaurant on the corner of State Street in Boston. And the concept was um, a, a restaurant that had a, a pre-prohibition old Boston feel. Yeah. And it was so fun to come up with the overall branding and, and the menu design and the logos and everything I did for that project because – it was almost like going back in time, mm -hmm. um, you know, even down to the type of paper that, that I had them print the menus on, this old craft paper. Really? Yeah, and, and um, they had me design the bar caps. And then um, Tanya Nayak um, was, was the interior designer who built out the space. Mm -hmm. And it's just so cool when you walk in there. It's like you're stepping back in time. It's, it's super cool, old style. If it, if it was that time period, that's yeah. what you would, you would expect to ask. Is there a favorite project? Um, I mean, that's up there. Um, I think the, the project that I did at Harvard was, was one of my favorites. It, it was um, a sp an environmental design, like spatially designing out their lobby with, with woodcut um, combined with, with graphics. And it was just so fun because it was something I hadn't done before. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, to be able to go to Harvard and to step inside one of their offices and, and look at the lobby and be like, I, I designed this. And it's permanently installed. That's you awesome. know, it's not just like a, a temporary thing. Right. It's, like it's you know, it's like it's, it's yeah. actually built. So that, that's probably going to be my favorite project. On the other hand, is, is there a project you haven't done yet that you have to do or need to do or that's um, in your mind? That I want to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, 
think I would love to to work on something um, in the clothing industry. Hmm. I'm a huge fan of uh, of Ralph Lauren, which everyone who knows me knows about that obsession. Really? <laughs> and um, yeah, and I just it would be so cool to, to work on a campaign or even you know be able to work on part of designing out some article of clothing. It's just like a, a whole because it's so different from mm-hmm. what I'm doing. You know, everything I'm doing is on the computer right. for the most part, and mm-hmm. it's digital. So, are you from here originally, or? Yeah, uh, I grew up in Halifax. Yeah. Live in Marshfield. Awesome. I'll be on the South Shore forever. Um, so, what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into the field? Say, there's some 20-year-old graphic designer major in college sure. that comes to you and says, "This happens a lot." Yeah. Yeah. Give us the advice that you give them. So the advice I give them is don't worry about your resume, worry about your portfolio. And, um, you know, it's an industry where what matters is the work you've done and who you've done it for. So I always tell people, you know, even if you have to work for free at first to get that client work in your portfolio, it will pay off in the end. You know, don't give away everything. But um, it's more important to have actual tangible projects than class projects. Because I've I've gotten portfolios from – you know, kids are out of college, and they're like, here's a project I did with Nike. And I'm like, what? And then you realize it's conceptual. It's like, if you, if Nike hired you. And I think, well, that's great if, you, if your marketing is that, but it's better to have, like, a local company because then you can relate to other local businesses, which is where you want to start off. So it's basically start from the bottom, well, start from the bottom, do stuff for free, you know, just, yeah, to, get, just to get real world experience. It's, it's one of those things where you can't really start getting projects until you can show the projects you've done. Mm-hmm. And you can't show those projects until you've done them. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like our industry. It's like, it's like show us your real stuff. And exactly. Yep. It's very, and it's very different from a real-world thing to a school play. You know? Right. Very different. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've been given in regards to your field? Um, so somebody told me at one point that I should um, rate my clients from A to F. You know, is this is this client an A client or a B client? Well, who are your Fs? You shouldn't even have Fs, right. right? And what it taught me to do is to kind of shift my focus and play favorites a little bit, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound like a failure, but it, it's kind of saying, you know, give your energy and attention to your best clients that um, are the best for you. And if you have clients who um, aren't a good fit, and they know they're not a good fit, and they're kind of taking advantage of your time, and they're just never happy. And it's worry less about them and, and phase them out because then you can make room for, for better clients. Because at the end of the day, it's again, it's relationships. And if, if you're around people who aren't the right fit for you, you've got to break that off or they're, they're just going to suck everything out. What are the clients that are the best fit for you? Um, you know, that's grown over the years because, um, you know, I've grown, grown as a designer and as a business. I love working with small businesses that want to, like, roll their sleeves up and just, like, get into the process mm-hmm. with me. Um, those, those are more exciting clients than the huge companies that have, um, you know, a marketing budget that includes design and they've got a checklist of deliverables. Because mm-hmm. that's, um, you know, it's more production. You're just like, all right, I've got to bang through this ad, then I've just got to bang through this brochure. Yeah. Um, there's not as much interaction. You've kind of got your marching orders and you get it done. Yeah. But when you've got, um, you know, uh, uh, either a young company mm-hmm. or um, a legacy company that's looking to revamp what they're doing, yeah. and you know they've got that thirst to like 
they want to know about what you're doing and they're excited with you, that's what's valuable. What separates you from other people in the industry? I was having this conversation with my fiance about a friend of hers who's a graphic designer, and I was saying, you know, you could probably throw a bottle in here and get three or four graphic designers. So what separates you from everyone else? So um, I like to think what separates me is, is going to be that one-on-one experience that I'm providing. Um, it's, it's going into um, approaching 20 years in the, in the industry, working with such a, a wide you know, scope of, of projects, from little projects to big projects, all different types of clients. So um, you know, I'm, I'm well-rounded in my experience. You know, I've got the battle scars from yeah. some really you know, tough projects, and mm-hmm. it, it, um, I, I think that's what separates me from a lot. There's, like you said, you can find a lot of people that do the work I right. do. Um, the same way you can find a lot of carpenters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when a carpenter comes into your house and you have a good experience because they were on time, they did the job great, right. and people are saying, this looks amazing, you know, people yeah. remember that. So if you were to jump in the time machine to the start of your career, what would you tell yourself? I would probably tell myself to stop worrying about everything so much. Okay. Um, I think it's it's – just natural as a business owner to always worry about the next project and are people happy um, and it all works out. You know, it almost goes back to what I was saying a few minutes ago about rating the, the client. If if you're working with reasonable people who, who share a common goal of getting the project accomplished, everything's going to work out. Right. And if something isn't going right, the communication is there and you figure out, oh, maybe we should try this. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think over the years I've worried a lot about. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Never mind. I think I'll be happy with the work, and, and you know, it hasn't been anything to worry about. Right. Um, and lastly, so if people want to find out more about you and Spin Three Fifty, where can they go? So I'm putting a, a huge focus on Instagram um, this coming year. Every day is a canvas is my new initiative, and. What it is is it's a mix of my design work. It's a mix of the nonprofit work I do. It's a mix of the collaborative projects I do with other designers and musicians and artists. So that's a really good place to see kind of what I'm doing right now because I typically post every single day. Um, and then spin350.com is a great place to see my process, to see projects I've worked on, to see a client list. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for doing this. Thank you.